Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. Uh, quick housekeeping thing here. There has been a, a noticeable rise in people listening to this podcast. And to each and every one of you, I want to say thank you. It is always nice to see that, you know, people are playing the podcast, um, the episodes. Greatly appreciated. You know, the, the fact that you take the time and trouble to listen really does mean a lot to me and, you know, helps helps keep me moving forward and, and, you know, looking for ways to make things better and to keep turning these episodes out for you. So, you know, a huge thank you to everyone, every single one of you. I really do mean it. You know, this is a self-funded podcast and I, I really, it just makes all the difference to me. Thank you. So, you know, moving on, I hope that this week, those of you that pre-ordered your iPhones have received them and I've enjoyed seeing a lot of the videos and reviews and pictures of everyone getting them. Personally, I have still not pre-ordered yet. I'm not sure. Firstly, I'm not sure which one I would get. And secondly, I'm not even sure if I would get one. I'm still very much enjoying my iPhone 10, but I really do love that new design of the iPhone 12 range. And it's surprising to me how many people I know, especially developers that have said they're not going to upgrade. Uh, that's a noticeable change from previous years. You know, I'm sure it's going to sell very well. There's no, no question of that in my mind. Um, you know, but it's just surprising to me that how many people I've seen said they're not going to upgrade. But anyway, if you've got one or you've ordered one, I hope you're enjoying it. Um, it's a beautiful machine and good luck with it. So let's get on with the episode. So I want to talk a bit about refactoring this week. And it's something we've briefly touched on before. And you've certainly heard me mention it with uh, terms like technical debt. That comes up a lot. You know, unfortunately, there's always going to be technical debt, but refactoring is a way that can help to try and mitigate that and keep the code base a bit cleaner as well. So let's start by talking about, you know, why you would do refactoring and an example of that. So, you know, we've all had this scenario, right? You've got to get a product out. You've got to get a build out. You've got to get a, a release out to, you know, customers and consumers or, you know, whatever the situation may be. And especially if you're working with teams as well, you know, you, we have this kind of phased approach, right? We have a problem we need to solve. So we write our code to solve that problem. And then, you know, great. We move on to the next problem and, you know, life moves on and that's fine. And. If we don't go back and look at our code again, this is a way that that technical debt starts to build up. And I know that, you know, this happens to me all the time. I'm, I'm sure it happens to all of you and you've probably been refactoring without even realizing it. So, you know, you now go back and you look at this code that solved a problem that you had to deal with and you realize, well, it's not the cleanest implementation or there's a better way or. Now you recognize that, hey, I've had to write very similar code to this three or four times. Well, that's a good marker that you should go back and think about refactoring it, right? You know, especially if you find you're doing the same thing, um, you know, over and over again or, or very, you know, similar code over and over again. Maybe you can refactor it out into a more generic um, function or class or whatever it may be. 
So, you know, that's what it is. You're going back and you're refactoring this code into providing the same solution, but in a different way and maybe a more reusable way. So that's essentially, you know, what you're doing when you're refactoring. Now, this is especially important with teams because, you know, you'll find that the more people that hit, you know, hit on the code and, and make changes, you know, it tends to build up over time, right? We put these quick little things in for what we need, or we might tweak somebody else's code and then, you know, resubmit it. And, you know, then the original person goes back, looks at the code and is like, well, this isn't quite what I implemented, things like that. And so if you're working on a team, I think it's important that you all look to refactor code together. And that's, you know, also where things like code reviews can come into play. And, you know, you have someone else look at your code and you go, look, this is great. It works, but maybe you could do it this way and refactor it into a more uh, usable or more convenient way, or maybe even a more, you know, performant way of doing it. Maybe there's a performance increase if you go back and refactor it, which of course on mobile is super important. Uh, even with the, the incredible devices and the power that we have these days and things like phones and tablets, you should always be looking to squeeze out every bit of performance that you can from your code. And so that's another marker there for refactoring. Now, you know, it, it sounds simple and it really isn't because there are a couple of gotchas that you can get, right? You could be refactoring and break something. So, you know, there's also this possibility that when you refactor it, you would somehow change the implementation of what you were doing and maybe even the feature changes or the, you know, the solution that it provides. So you have to be very careful. There are times when you do not want to refactor because it might break something and there just isn't be a better way of doing it, which is fine. It means you nailed it first time round, And that is, that is brilliant. You know, well done. Um, you know, you'll probably find over time that happens more and more as you become more experienced with writing, you know, Swift, Swift UI, whatever it may be, and you find better ways to do things, or maybe, you know, the language provides, you know, new opportunities. And, you know, that's an important thing right there, because with every new version of Swift, there becomes, you know, new opportunities to go back, do something in a new way, maybe with a new API that's been provided, and things like that. So think about that on your refactoring and your approaches to it. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time for a break. Break time over. So you're at the point where you've decided, okay, I'm going to do some refactoring. Now, a couple of things to remember here and a couple of pointers to help you out. First of all, remember there is a great selection of uh, tools available, options available in Xcode should you choose to use them. Now, depending on which version of Xcode you're using, of course, they're going to be different. But to give you a few examples, you know, you can start by just selecting some code or even highlighting a function in, you know, your source code and just right clicking on it. And there's going to be a refactoring option on the menu. And in there, you can do things like renaming that function. And when you do that, it's going to hunt through and it's going to show you what's going to happen as you're doing it. So as you rename that function, anywhere that function is called, it's going to you know try and help you out and rename those calls as well. 
So don't ever try to rename functions manually. It's, it's just, uh, it can be a nightmare. It's so easy to miss things. So take advantage of that rename function. I use it quite a lot. You know, there's other options in there as well. You can take code, you can select it and extract it out of functions, method, variables. There's a great one for extracting uh, all occurrences of that code as well. Then there's other options that help you out, like adding missing protocols or switch cases. You know, as you know, in Swift, those cases, those switch cases have to be exhaustive. Uh, there's also another one where you can convert something to a switch, right? So you could take a bunch of those, you know, if else statements and convert those to a switch. And there's lots of other tools like that in there as well. There's one for wrapping NS localized strings. That's another one. Uh, so be, remember to check and see what Xcode can do to help you out during that refactoring. Another thing to be very cautious about is overdoing it. It is possible to refactor your code so much that, you know, the code doesn't make sense anymore, right? You know, think about it and say, well, if I come back to this in three or four months time, you know, what, is this code still going to make sense to me? Now, of course, you know, you've been a good code citizen, right? And you've documented that code as well. So that should help. Um, you know, remember to do that. That's important as well. Refactoring can also include, you know, going back and adding the documentation to that code. Although that's not strictly refactoring, it, it helps out, right? But if you, you know, if you refactor code too much that doesn't make sense to you, you know, stop and think, does this make sense to other people? You know, are they going to look at this and is it still readable, right? You know, it's possible to, you know, refactor code in such a way that it's no longer human readable. And, you know, unless you're using features that maybe, you know, other people are not familiar with, right? You know, stop and think, does, does someone know what, you know, optional chaining is? And when they read my code, is that still going to make sense to them? Will they be able to work with it? Will they be able to change it? So be very cautious about over refactoring. Right. Sometimes it's best to refactor to a certain point and then say, you know what? This code still makes sense to everybody, but I've done a good job on optimizing it. I'm going to leave it there. So that's it for this episode. I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. Refactoring is a very important part of our tasks when it comes to, you know, coding and building applications, not just in Swift in any language, but, you know, the options that we have available in Swift to do this, you know, and, and solve problems in many ways means that refactoring is an important part of our, you know, sort of daily tasks, as it were. So some things to think about there. You know, if this has been helpful, I'd love to, to hear, the, you know, what you think about it. You can reach out to me on Twitter at CompileSwift. You can, of course, go to CompileSwift.com forward slash contact as well. Uh, while you're there, check it out on, you know, CompileSwift.com. Plenty of good content. And if you want to say thank you, you can go to, uh, you know, patreon.com forward slash compile swift or, you know, may, why not buy me a coffee? There's a link in the show notes as well. I greatly love my coffee and I, it always helps. You know, any donations go directly back into making videos and, you know, paying for the software and the services and everything else to make videos and content for you all, including this podcast. And it's greatly appreciated. With that, take care, everybody, and I will speak to you next time.